Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning and happy Friday. Yay! Yay, Friday! For many of us, this is the last day of the work week, so congratulations. You did it! You made it, so good job. Hey, today we are going to be opening up Matthew 4, 1 through 11. Dwight, you want to read this one? I do. This is one of my favorite passages of Scripture. It's so interesting. I'm looking forward to hearing some of your reflections on it. (laughs) Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again, it is written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their splendor. And he said to him, All these I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and suddenly angels came and waited on him. Okay, so tell me, I'm curious, tell me why this is one of your favorite passages. All right, multiple reasons. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number one, uh, it just shows the power of the written word, Mm -hmm. and that even the Son of God leaned on the written word. Yeah. You know, he quoted uh, the Old Testament mm-hmm. to shoo the devil away. Yeah. You know, and what a powerful lesson that is for us that we too can say, uh, Satan, it is written. Mm-hmm. And quote the word and I think of in James chapter four it says, Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Mm-hmm. So I can say as a follower of Christ, Satan, it is written. Resist the devil and he will flee for you. So get the hell out of, out of here, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, to me, just such a powerful picture. Yeah. And such a, a tangible teaching of the Lord to us. Yeah, that's good. And then this piece, when Satan takes him up to the mountain and shows him all the kingdoms of the world, and then he says, all these I will give you if you fall down and worship me. The implication there is that I'm the prince of this world right now. You know, I have I can give this to you. And I think it was Satan's way of trying to trying to convince Jesus to take a shortcut. Mm-hmm. And uh, you don't have to go to the cross. Just just bow down now and I'll just I'll just give it to you now. I don't understand the depths of the theology of this, but Jesus didn't argue with him when he said all this I will give you. He didn't say this doesn't belong to you. Yeah. Uh, all he says is Worship the Lord your God and serve Him only, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just very intriguing to me that uh, Satan's bargaining with Jesus, you know? But he refuses to give in. As Satan knows who Jesus is, 
he knows that Jesus is the one who created the entire world right? and the entire cosmos. He's standing right there, and yet Satan's messing with him, you know, trying to get him to, to, uh, to believe something different about his identity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting to me that, that the devil uses scripture as well. You know, no scripture. No scripture. So that's a. I mean, there's a lot of things in there. Yes. But just because you know scripture doesn't mean that you're following Jesus. Yes. You know, that um, the devil knows scripture too and can use it and twist it mm-hmm. in ways that uh, have dangerous outcomes mm-hmm. and uh, and lead to temptation and destruction and all kinds of things. And that's a good check for me. Uh, I think it's a good check for all of us to to watch how we interpret and use Scripture, to watch how we make sense of God's Word and what we're trying to do with it, mm-hmm. you know, where the, where the motivation of our heart is with Scripture, whether we're trying to um, manipulate people or control things or get things that turn out our way, or are we truly looking to Jesus to um, for our um, in scripture. So mm-hmm. that's, that's one little note. But, um, for me, this passage is about Jesus fasting. It's Jesus's mm. temptation in the, de- in the desert. And he is fasting in order to gain strength for ministry mm-hmm. and, um, to reorient his desire. I mean, we talked about on min- Monday, we talked about, uh, the Genesis passage and how there were various things for Adam and Eve to eat. And they were commanded to not eat one thing, and which is almost as say, to say there's a fast. They, they're commanded to fast, to say we won't eat, to abstain. We won't eat from this tree. And that's what Jesus is going through also. Um, he's, he's abstaining from eating. Um, and the devil's first uh, temptation is to satisfy his stomach. Mm-hmm. And that, that's the first temptation of Adam and Eve is to satisfy their stomachs. Um, I, th- I think there's a lot else wrapped up in that. It's not just satisfying their stomachs. They, they want to gain wisdom and knowledge of the good and evil, but it looked good to eat, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and how Jesus had to resist that as well. But um, for the last, I mean, when we're recording this, uh, Dwight and I and the elders, um, and a little bit of the staff have been going through 40 days of fasting and discernment and prayer. And so... Once a week, we would uh, abstain from food and feel hunger, and uh, and that was re- a great spiritual discipline uh, that that guided and centered us together. I think, um, and for me, fasting is about reminding ourselves what we're really hungering for. Mm-hmm. Every time I feel hunger, I'm thinking, "Oh my gosh, I want food! I want food! Give me food!" And then I think. No, I'm going to abstain. I can make it. I can make it. I can make it. And then I, I take all those feelings and turn them into prayers mm-hmm. to go, God, what I'm really hungering after is for more of you. What I'm really hungering after is for your righteousness and justice and peace to reign in the world. And I'm hungering for it like I'm hungering for food right now. My whole body longs for this. And um, it really helps me pray with my whole body. Um, but last night... So today we're recording this. Last night we broke our fast, mm-hmm. and you were talking about how we broke our fast <laughs> with communion, and uh, and and Matt asked me to lead us in commun- the elders in communion. So I got some bread and and some juice, and I was beginning to introduce communion, and I asked uh, I asked uh, Matt, could I 
instead of just giving the bread and juice, can I just set set the table a little bit? Can I can I uh, set a little tone with prayer and with pointing our attention and focus towards Jesus? That's who we're really hungering for. And uh, you know, they, we kind of had some laughs and uh, don't take too long, and you know, make sure you don't go on and on and on. But um, but then when I was starting to lead it, you said that so Lori Devisser had brought dinner for us, right? And I was sitting right next to the table. <laughs> they had this huge crock pot of homemade chili. Uh, had these homemade cinnamon rolls, with frosting this, all of <laughs> this unbelievable <laughs> frosting. So as Brendan's praying before communion. It was like my sense of smell was heightened. I could smell everything that was on this table. <laughs> and I'm, yeah. That's great. Your, your senses were like heightened. You're like, you're way more hungry and may, way more aware of your surroundings than you normally would be. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. But then trying to steal my mind, just as Brendan was saying, just saying, Lord, I'm hungering for you. I'm longing for uh, the stuff of the kingdom. And this physical hunger is just reminding me of how much I need you. And but yeah, yeah, and it was a feast. I mean, we 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 said a prayer and we worshipped, and then we um, took communion. And we took communion. We all came up front and grabbed a piece of bread and dipped it, and then went straight into the buffet line, <laughs> right. which is I think is totally appropriate. It's totally early church style of opening up to a real feast, mm-hmm. feast of the kingdom of God. It's a foretaste of the feast we get in heaven. But that's what we save ourselves for. You know, that's what we we abstain for other things in order to grow our hunger for that. Versus if we had been like eating chips and drinking soda and snacking throughout the day, we'd be like, eh. Yeah, whatever. I'm not really hungry. Maybe I'll just take a small plate. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't feast on the big meal. We would just have a bunch of empty calories or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I love that fasting, like you said, the, the senses are awakened mm-hmm. um, and how it awakens our senses and uh, sharpens us. I think um, strengthens us, hopefully, um, for to hunger and, and thirst for God. So, yep. hey, could we go back to this passage one more time? Yeah. yeah. Um, so Satan comes after Jesus three times. Yeah. And he hits him in three different areas. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's significant? Uh, specifically, where he comes after Jesus. It sounds like you think it's significant. I, I do, but I, I thought maybe out of your fountain of wisdom, you'd just jump into it. But, I mean, you already addressed the first one, that he comes after yeah. our appetites. Yep. And you know what? Um, Matt is going to preach on this exact thing oh, on yeah? Sunday. And so I don't, I don't know it as well as he does, but mm-hmm. I think if unless he totally changes his mind, that's what he's going to be preaching on is this passage where he's going to break down each one of those temptations. Um, I... I actually wonder, I mean, I, I was just kind of riffing on the whole, like, the first temptation was was for the appetite. And that's what it says from Eve. It says, uh, so when the woman saw that the tree is good for food, right? And then it was the delight to your eyes. And Satan takes him up to the top of the mountain and shows him all the kingdoms of the earth, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it was desire to make one wise. I, that doesn't really correspond, but I wonder if there's any kind of correspondence with that. Um, but I do think what's ultimately happening is that Jesus' identity, the identity, thing, identity that was bestowed upon Jesus at his baptism, which is right before this story, where God says, you are my son, with you I'm well pleased, and the Holy Spirit comes and lights on him, lights on him, um, and then he goes into, the Spirit leads him into the wilderness, and then after this, the Spirit leads him into his ministry. But what has happened here is Jesus has been, his identity has been confirmed, and I think what 
that Satan is directly attacking is if you are the son of God, he's testing his identity mm-hmm. to to try to shake it. He's trying to shake Jesus off of his course by shaking his identity. Mm-hmm. I think that's, um, that. for me, that's what this passage is about. Like mm-hmm. how, how do we guard ourselves against, uh, how do we keep and guard the identity God has bestowed on us in Christ? Um, he anoints Jesus, but then in Christ, we are the anointed ones. And um, God says the same words to us. You're my child with you, I'm well pleased. How do we guard and keep that identity within ourselves um, against uh, various voices and attacks that come at us telling us otherwise? So that's kind of what this batch is about for me. But mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great, I love this. So thanks for um, reflecting on that with me. Tomorrow is Saturday, and we're going to be looking at Matthew 18. So we will check back in with you then. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Mm